Gems, episode 7, part 2. Yeah. Okay, we had to split this one up into two parts. We explained a little bit in the first episode, but in case you missed that, the reason we split it up into two parts is because some of the ideas that we had and wanted to share were quick side hustles that you can use to get a little bit of supplemental income or perhaps enough income to support your cost of living when you first arrive into the country. We mainly talked about it from like a student's point of view, but really they're applicable to anybody who has just arrived. Mm -hmm. And the second part, we're going to dive into more scalable ideas, ideas that you could maybe even begin when you're part going through your studies or you just arrived. And then who knows with, you know, enough luck and enough expertise, you might even be able to turn it into a, a full-time thing. I'm really excited to talk about this because like, this is a subject I really enjoy. Yeah, you know, this is blue sky thinking, which yeah. I, we both enjoy a lot, you know, possibilities. So things that are not necessarily, things, not necessarily things that have been done before. Yeah. So I, uh, yeah, I really enjoy brainstorming ideas like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's some that I've noticed over the years that I've just written down, some I've tried, um, and some I would like to try, but you know, you only have so much time in the day and so much life, so yeah. I don't want to hoard ideas. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> if yeah, someone yeah. can, you know, bring them to life, yep. I would uh, I, I would like to see that as well. Awesome. Let's let's make it happen for our listeners out there. So as a reminder, I'm Mac and I am Ola. And we're here to talk to you about scalable ideas for immigrants. Yeah, let's. Uh, what was your suggestion you had for the title? For part two title? Yeah. Uh, I can't remember it right now. Unique ideas for immigrants. Yeah. Scalable. Anyways, scalable. either way, Something ideas. Scalable. <laughs> you, yeah. Something somebody would search. So we'll we'll have to figure out. Yeah, nice original ideas for immigrants. Okay, original yeah. ideas for there immigrants. There we go. Um, yeah, even, even side hustle for immigrants, I think, still works. Oh, yeah. Especially um, if somebody is looking to take that side hustle to the next level, make mm-hmm. it their full-time thing. Maybe they want to start small and then grow into it. Yeah. Um, as a lot of these things kind of happen, usually you have like a main gig or you're doing a main thing like studying and then you have some extra time, you put it into a side thing and mm-hmm. eventually it becomes your full-time thing depending on how well it's going. So, yeah, um, uh, yeah we'll figure out a nice title for it. So I've, I just figured it out now. Easy, yeah, the first one is easy side hustles for immigrants. Yeah. And then this one is scalable. Yeah. Perfect. There we go. We've got two titles. A- easy SEO. to go. <laughs> this guy's an SEO expert. Can you tell? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's, uh, let's dive into it straight away. Um, so you had some ideas that you wanted to share with the group. Yeah. Of scalable ideas, something that you can start small, but then work your way yeah. into maybe even turning it into a... a enough income for just one person or maybe even beyond mm-hmm. maybe you can turn it into a company uh, i'm excited to, to hear what you were thinking about uh, so let's begin with the first idea yeah so i actually started talking about that in the last uh episode before i cut myself yeah um yeah it's the old cobbler idea yeah um right now with the internet we are in this age you know where there's globalization um in the past the only shoe businesses or the real shoe businesses that make money are yep. uh, people that produce in mass. Yep. But now you can produce in mass even if they are not necessarily people that are around you. Yep. So you can start, you know, if you're good and uh, with making shoes, for example, yep. you can start that. Yep. You, know, the, uh, you can always, always partner with people. You don't need to do it yourself. Yeah. 
you can find a manufacturer that's true uh, create the designs with generative ai yep so easily like two a few weeks ago i created a freaking avocado chair yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> avocado chair i've been yeah. thinking about this chair for like a few months <laughs> and it sounded so ridiculous and yeah. i woke up one day yeah. and i decided to just sketch it out and mm -hmm. it only took me like 15 minutes to make it with generative ai yep. and this thing eventually like i just posted it just like hey does anyone know how you can bring this to life yep. and within five minutes i had like 20 messages yep. Uh, with people saying they want to buy it if I ever make it. Uh, see, so validating that, that idea. Right away, like yeah. 20 people were like reaching out, I want to buy this. Yeah. And then over the course of the day, more people started reaching out like, oh, I know someone who can do this. I know yeah. someone. Yeah. Before you, by the end of the day, I was able to find a few manufacturers yeah. that can help me bring the, this idea to life. That's really cool. I was able to find yeah. uh, people that can do the AutoCAD. I'm not good with AutoCAD. Yeah. Maybe you are because you're an engineer. I had some experience with it going through school like that and SOLIDWORKS and things like that where you can kind of design yeah. specifically what something like that would look like. So um, for context uh, and to make it easier to follow, like your generative AI piece will help you generate the design concept. Right. But then actually figuring out Okay, I'm going to need this much material. The specifications. Yeah, yeah, like would it be able to hold this much weight? Mm -hmm. Things like that. Um, AutoCAD, or or I'm sure there's other options out there. SolidWorks is the one I'm most familiar with, but it could actually help you develop like a, a actual yeah. product. Because no manufacturer will, you know, accept your yeah, your concept. Yeah, it's basically need, like need, a sketch. Yeah, right? they need the yeah. sketch. Yeah. So yeah, that's um, I found someone who was able uh, who will helped me do that as well yep. and from looking at it and doing like you know more research I realized this could actually become a business yeah like yeah. <laughs> so who knows I might start I might have a future business maybe you have a side hustle right there yeah right? you never know but that's just an idea of what you can do you know if you're someone who's imaginative or you're uh, very you have something that you're super um, passionate about yep. that not a lot of people think too much about whether it's furniture whether it's shoes yep. whether it's clothes yep. the internet is so like wide open that you can find someone in the middle of Italy yep. who knows how to create those things but yeah. don't have imagination in yep. the way you do yep. and you can work with them so that's something you can do and very interesting when you were mentioning some uh, some options there you mentioned clothes as well mm. so I wanted to dive a little bit deeper into that one I feel like that's a very good scalable idea and also one you can validate very quickly yeah. the way you did with the chair in that you can get feedback on designs mm -hmm. online very quickly um you, you if you're a student especially you're going to be around a lot of people who you're hoping maybe would even be the buyers of your product so you can quickly validate the idea but the clothing is super scalable especially with all of the tools that you mentioned earlier like mm -hmm. um it's easier to get uh, manufacturers and suppliers who can help you create the actual t-shirt um, there's so many tools online to help you create the designs now especially with this AI conversation right. so you can iterate on design ideas very very quickly get them out validate if something if it's something people are finding interesting you can quickly test it's so easy to set up an online store now with uh, supply um, tools such as Shopify mm -hmm. it's very quickly like you can have an online store and have people like pre-ordering at the very right. least so that you know like you don't have to take the risk of like making like a hundred t-shirts if you're not going to sell that many you can literally take pre-orders and then at the time of like validation you're like okay, i have a hundred pre-orders i can make some profit easily now you can yeah it's it's very easy to, to get started now which is really um an exciting time for people who are 
first arriving into a country. Totally agree. And, uh, you know, uh, well, I'm a Notion ambassador and yeah. I create templates. Yeah. And last year, or two years ago now, actually, I created um, a template and I just posted a description yeah. and just yeah, people said they were interested. Yeah. But you know, you never believe people when they say they're interested in an yeah, idea. Yeah. I, yeah. In true interest is money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I was just like, oh, okay, interesting. Yeah. Well, there's a link to the pre-order page. Yeah. If you're really interested, there you go, buy it. Yeah. And I posted it at 10 p.m. Yeah. I was thinking tomorrow I'm gonna wake up and if I'm lucky, maybe I'll get one. Yeah. Like you know, but. I couldn't sleep well because I was like super excited. No, not even uh, never. So I was like, "Oh, this oh, is gonna be nervous. cricket." Yeah, <laughs> dude. I woke up the next morning yeah. with uh, my notifications on my phone. I had like two hundred and fifty notifications. Wow. Of that, people, yeah. That is true validation. Two hundred and fifty okay. notifications. And it's of, just from your network, right? This uh, not even my network. It yeah. was on a was Facebook beyond. group. Okay. So these are people that don't even know me. Yeah. Maybe three or four people knew me in the group. Okay. These are people. These are strangers. Yep. Yeah, 250 um, paying me, I think, the first 20 people paid $25. Wow. And then after that, it was $50. Yeah, and you're like, you know what? And I had not created, I had not even created this thing yet. Yep. So, that, that there it was, yeah. Gives you the motivation to go. Oh, yeah, then I, then I booked off my calendar for like two weeks. And just <laughs> <It> just <laughs> finally created it. it out. I mean, but that said, it wasn't just an idea that I just created, you know, out of just delusion. Yeah. I knew I could do it. Yeah. I just wasn't prepared to do it yet yeah. without any validation. Because, yeah. you know, once beaten, twice shy. Yeah. I had a business before that failed because yeah. we didn't validate it well. Yeah. So now everything starts from validation, validation which yeah. is why this podcast as well. Yep. We haven't bought all the fancy equipment. No. We haven't gone crazy it's with still recording things. recording on phone right now. Because you want to be sure if you all are interested in yeah. this before yeah. we you know, go too deep into it. Yeah. So please let us know yeah. we if you're interested. We need all of the feedback right now. Yeah, because yeah, it helps us. It gives us motivation to improve it. It gives us tips and like, how we can make it better. And mm -hmm. we don't want to just sit here and kind of create something that we think would be useful to just us it has to be useful to everybody yeah that's where that validation piece i think is really important also before we move on i really want to um highlight a gem that you dropped uh this is a hack that you really dropped and i think people should make sure to pay attention to that which is you used a facebook group yeah that's an amazing way to get a quick audience and quick answers on something oh, there's yeah. so many facebook groups out there with very specific interests and you can go in there if your product matches that interest you can very quickly get like a big sample size to to validate your idea so like earlier when we were talking about clothing for example if um your clothing is community themed for mm. like say it's uh there was a brand i think when i was going through school called 709 oh yeah so that, that's my like, friends yeah. and it's about you know newfoundland so yeah. like you can go to a group that is primarily talking about being in newfoundland and things like that and drop that in there and see how people react to it. Who knows, maybe that's like your next big thing. Oh, 709 was very much like in behind the scenes. Like yeah. those were those were my friends. Like yeah. I, we would spend so many nights brainstorming ideas for that yeah. brand. Thinking about how to Yeah, get it was exciting launch. seeing how, you know, it, it went from this silly idea yeah. to, you know, something people started wearing. Yeah, yeah it, that was an exciting time. Uh, and it was inspiring for me as well. No doubt, no doubt. Another example I have of clothing that worked really well um, was East Coast Lifestyle. Do you remember that? Yep, Alex Mac um, McLean. Yeah. I think, yeah, and that started as a as a student's kind of project. Yeah, you know, 
but once the the product was out there and people had the ability to I'm, I'm not sure if he did pre-orders or not but he was just selling out of the car for the longest time um they have a podcast there's a really interesting podcast i'll share this link with you as well maybe i'll put it like but it's talking about how he started the brand oh, and, nice. and it dives deeper into like the scrappy way you can begin something just selling things out of the back of like your your car or like of your house or something like that and then once you're starting to see things actually move mm-hmm. then you can maybe move it online and then start to fulfill orders and, and do things like that so it's yeah you can start small but then once you're starting to notice some momentum with it that gives you the validation to maybe invest more time and more resources into it a little bit more so you can see it go go somewhere far and who knows yeah. the sky is the limit like blue ocean idea <laughs> yeah open sky idea as yep. i mentioned earlier um that that the, there's no end to it it just depends on your creativity i totally agree before you even reach the validation step the step that i want people to know because i it took me years and years and years to learn this yeah. and i if there's ever anything you take away from me yeah. don't come up with an idea solve a problem yeah. find a problem find a pain point people have yeah this thing that i mentioned that you know that i posted and you know it got pre-orders and yeah. i made money yeah. it that was it didn't start from an idea yeah. it started from problem that i noticed that at least like six seven people yeah. were saying the same thing over and over again mm-hmm. and that validation was just more like okay seven people are saying this yeah. now how many more people yeah have this problem exactly, so right. the validation is more of you just i don't know increasing the volume yeah. of the pain points that yeah. you noticed yeah it's not that's not where you should start don't come up with a like this is a genius idea yeah i think people should want it they yeah. might you might be lucky yeah, yeah, it yeah. happens it does happen but that's actually taking the hard way the easiest way is find a problem people have and uh then give them the solution to it and yeah. they will pay you for that yeah And so how did you come across that problem early on? Yeah, so that one was an interesting one because um I was always hanging out on Clubhouse. Yep. And then people would be asking all these questions. Yep. So I was always answering the questions. To me it was like this is common sense everyone should know this. Yep. But then after a while I realized like oh wow, this is not common to a lot of people. Yep. It's only common to me because that's my daily reality because yep. you know, I worked in SEO and SEO was a foreign language to people. Yep. So, yeah, that was just it. It was just I just paid attention um yep. to people's complaints. And that's the thing, you know. I that was also the time where I was trying to complain less generally in life. Yeah. So, when you have it in your mind that I don't want to complain. Yeah. the normal things that will piss you off that oh why are people complaining about things yeah. you start looking at it from huh what can i do about what people are complaining about you yeah. know you start turning the complaints into gifts <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> start yeah. like oh this people are handing me gifts because even if they complain about you yourself it's a gift for you to improve yeah. if they complain about That's problems feedback. in their life yeah. yeah and for you as well if you notice that you complain about something over and over again it's yeah. an opportunity for you to step back and say either you solve it or yeah. find someone that can solve it for you yeah. or yeah Yeah, but get rid of the problem somehow, right? Yeah, exactly. Even if this podcast came from that, for me, it was like there's no representation of people like me in yeah. tech. Yeah. Uh, how can I, what yeah. can we do about how it? How can you normalize it? Normal? Yeah, how can we normalize yeah. it? You know, like uh, I went to Afrotech and I saw like 25,000 people that were just like me. Yeah. And I'd never seen that. Or I didn't even know that existed. Of yeah. course, you think... If you really crunch the numbers, you would like, okay, there should be 25,000 black people in tech. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. 
I never was around that. Yes. And yeah. I went there and I never felt so inspired. And not everyone can make it to Afrotech. Yeah, so that's true. This so is, there's more. This is, yeah. yeah. So yeah. this is one way to, to get people to see that there's more of us. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's normal for us to be in those spaces and things like that. Yeah. Because I, I think it can be really daunting like um, for all, all except the last startup. I was the first person who was like not from Canada to join. Uh, so it was oh, always wow. kind of like, am I in the right space? <laughs> you know, you yep. always have that little bit of self-doubt. Imposter syndrome. I, I saw it a little bit when I was in engineering, but the companies that I worked with were, were usually a, a bit bigger. Mm. So typically nobody in the same team, but you know, you see one or two people within the same company at least. And you're like, okay, there's some, there's some people around. But in tech, especially when I was getting started, and in Newfoundland, I really did not see that diversity there. So you, you start to feel like a bit of like a one-off. Mm -hmm. But then you go to something like Afrotech, and full disclosure, I didn't go there. I want to go there. But yeah. I want to go next time, maybe. Uh, but you go to something like that, and it, it shows you there's a community of us. Yep. And we can support each other, and we can share tips with each other. And together, we're stronger, you know? Yeah. yeah. And that was also another thing uh, from talking to, oh, I was talking to some guy at Afrotech. Yeah. He, he, um, he ha he's studying a master's in computer science. Yeah. He's so much more smart. He's so much more smarter yeah. than I am. Yeah. And he had no confidence. Yeah. Like uh, my company that I uh, was representing yeah. was recruiting. Yeah. And he came up to us and he was like, oh, this is my resume. Uh, can you, can I get a job? Yeah. I was trying to apply for an internship. Yeah. I was like, dude, like, internship is like you're trying to sneak into the window, into the building. Yeah. You should not be doing that. You should be breaking into the door. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. you are, like you have all these exciting projects. You yeah. have masters. Like no, you, like they. You belong here. Yeah, you belong here. Yeah. He's like, oh really? So we had like this nice chat, yeah. and then by day two, we showed up. He was a completely different guy. Yeah. His confidence was like way sky high. Yeah. He was like, oh dude, I got, uh, I already got an interview from Facebook, Google, yeah, Apple, wild. like, yeah. like all the big companies that were at yeah. the conference. Yeah. And even I was like, oh my god. Yeah. And that was the light bulb moment for me that sometimes all people need is just that uh, switch perspective. Because they were, I'm sure he listens to other people that yep. you know tell him things to do yeah but looking at someone you can relate to yeah someone that looks sounds like or you that's someone who like, has done what you're trying to do yeah it's, it just made him it switched in his head yeah. and that inspired me in turn as well so yeah it, it, it makes the whole thing a lot more realistic in a way exactly once you have that like you have an actual conversation with somebody who's like done this and, um that's why people have always recommended mentors as well yep. like if you're trying to get somewhere Find somebody who's just got there or somebody who got there very recently yeah. and, and work with them and they'll show you that it's real and it's attainable and you can, and you can do it. So tying it back to like the original subject matter. We'll dive like, into uh, mentorship uh, yeah, at some point in we'll, the future. We'll do a whole thing on that, yeah. but like to, to quickly tie that concept to what we're talking about today is like if you ha have seen an example of somebody turning a side hustle into their full-time gig or you see somebody who found an opportunity in the environment that you're in mm. and manage to make something of it it's a great idea not only like to to communicate with them but like see what you can learn from mm -hmm. them as much as possible ask them to be your mentor talk to you through your ideas help you validate your ideas get you get you somewhere where you you have like some momentum and it, it'll keep that energy up for you because like er, early on when you're trying to start a business a side hustle whatever 
there's a lot of hurdles. Oh, so yeah. it can be really easy to lose um, the motivation to do it. Yeah. But if you see the goal line and that goal line being like an example of this having been done before, it really makes everything seem way more attainable. It's not something that's like off in the distance. You can't even see it. You, you can very clearly see the objective. I totally agree. And um, <clears throat> to be honest, it's... No, we'll keep that for the mentorship. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about we'll that in the mentorship? We'll keep that for the mentorship, yeah. Yeah, we can talk about that one at a, a different time. But perhaps we can dive into some common problems that we're seeing to share some ideas that some people might be able to explore even further. Um, one, one thing that you, you mentioned this already in the, in the previous one, but I think it's an opportunity, is the expense of books. Mm -hmm. Like if you can find a way to get books to people for a much cheaper rate than what, like say, the university will sell them to, yeah. I think that has the potential to scale. That can be tricky though, because um, you can't buy the book and sell it at a cheaper price. Yeah. And not, you can't... Not at, not at the university. Because like then there will be no margin. Yeah. But what if you found a different way to attain the same book for a lot cheaper, like by shipping it in or something? Oh like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. That could be a way for you to yeah. make like the difference in in cost. Because usually there's like a pretty big markup at mm, like mm, school, true. at the school shop. So like whatever is needed, like if it's like a certain edition book, yeah. you could probably get like either either like a previous edition book or the same edition, but like for a uh, like a cheaper price online, and then share it with. The people who are in your class, for example, or something like that. Open a bookstore in a university town. Yeah, basically. <laughs> well, right? you don't have to open a bookstore. You can start by just, you know, a small quantity. Small quantities here and yeah. there. Maybe you're taking orders from people and then you're making it happen for them. They're happy. They yeah. don't want to look maybe to find everything, but you can help them out that way. So that, that's like one problem for people. Yeah. Um, another problem for people that I notice is like finding their community. So oh, yeah. like... In terms of monetizing this, this might be a little bit more difficult, perhaps like that, that clothing idea might tie into this where you're creating a community around that. But communities of, of similar interests, yeah. usually a lot of people who go to university are away from home for the first time. It's mm -hmm. like a scary situation. And you want to find people who are like have similar interests to you and you're trying to make friends. It's very much a social experiment. So I see it as an opportunity. Um, I don't know how, I, I don't know if I can call this like scalable necessarily, but over time perhaps it could be. But early on, like if you're noticing, say you like really enjoy, I don't know, um, video games or something like that. Mm -hmm. And you know that there's other people who really love that as well. And you, you want to meet up with them and have conversations with them and, and plan events for them and things like that. Go ahead and start that. Before you know it, you have a community of people surrounding you who want to support events. Yeah. Perhaps like you start charging for events like you, you were mentioning in a, in a previous idea um, and all of a sudden you've got like you've got this means to make money every mm. now and then. Um, that is also scalable because that interest doesn't necessarily die with you being in university um, and you can get people who are out of school and things like that. But um, I keep indexing to that time because I think it's like it's it's where you start thinking about side hustles and things like that. That's oh, yeah. why I keep mentioning universities. Yeah, for me, I wasn't trying to think of side hustles then. I was just trying to survive. <laughs> yeah, just trying to make it. Yeah, and yeah. then, you know, that ended up building this muscle that I just haven't been able to turn off since then. I've, yeah. all, I've had a full-time job, like, Lord knows how many years. Yeah. But I just always... This is a side hustle. Well, yeah. Except it's not really a business right now. It's yeah. just a passion project. Yeah. But the point is, 
that necessity to keep starting something. Staying creative. Yeah, to stay creative. But yeah, so another one that I've been thinking of is culture trips. Oh, okay. So Tell a lot of people are always asking me like, oh, when next are you going to Nigeria? I yep. would like to come with you. It's yep. like, why? <laughs> I just I'm sarcastic. Right? Yeah. They're like, oh, you know, Nigeria is so fun. I I see all these things. Afrobeats is nice. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't be able to go there by myself. I yeah. I don't know anywhere. Yeah. I was like, well, if you then I'll joke like, you know, if you want to come, you'd have for me to be your tour guide. You have to pay me. It's mm. Like okay. Yeah. I was like, oh, for real? And then I've been like slowly testing this, you know, to gauge the interest. I've yeah. done a bit of research as well. Yeah. And this is something that actually yeah. is scalable. That's and you don't have to be even the one to do the tours traveling with people during the tours doing yeah. everything yeah. you can have friends or family or yeah, a connection people that yeah. you pay back on that you can trust of course uh, safety is the number one uh, factor yeah you can call up you know have people that work for you yeah um get uh, security for people get transportation yep. organize the accommodation yeah. uh, plan the itinerary like you could do, yeah, you could create culture trips for people to yep. uh, in, in a place that you are familiar with. Because mm -hmm. this is not the same as some generic travel agency that have never been to the places that they're recommending people to. Like exactly. you're taking people to the, to the, like the raw, yeah. authentic Experience. experiences that, um, that only someone from that place yep. can know about. Yeah, and, yeah, that's a really good one, yeah. And it's scalable, you know, you do it before so. you know it, uh, you're doing uh, the volume, yeah. you're taking so many people, yeah. you're doing across different states and wherever you're from. Yeah. And if you're really good, you can start branching out to other people, other places, hire locals. And yeah. I don't know if you're from France, you yeah. can hire a local in Brazil to have a branch of the same company. Yeah. But and doing tours in Brazil. So that's one. Uh, do you have any thoughts on that? I have another related idea. No, I, I like that idea a lot. Um, I think part of what we talked about in, in the previous ep episode was like being an ambassador for your culture yep. in like a new place that you go. Okay. And this ties in very nicely to that because like if you're noticing people are showing interest in your culture and they want to learn more and they have the means to travel and things like that, like why not enable them because they're enabling you at the same time and you know you're able to provide them that that unique experience you know a lot of people haven't what you take for granted a lot of people is like very uh pardon my pun here foreign you know <laughs> <laughs> new to you exciting to others exactly yeah, yeah yeah but yeah uh yeah culture trips um if anyone wants to do that um and you're interested i have a bunch of notes on this yeah um but like i said i have all the ideas that yeah I don't think I'll be the one to work on this one, yeah. but I'm happy to uh, yeah, sure. share what I know. Share with the community. Um, so the other one that is related to this is localization. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Yeah, so businesses like Uber, yep. they would want to launch in their country, yep. and they don't know the, the environment the well. Yeah. And they can they don't always know who they can trust in those places. Mm -hmm. So one, then they go and they bring some guy from here yeah. there, and then they they don't do the right things. Yeah. They, it just doesn't work. Yeah. And um, on the flip side, the companies that, like, there's Bolt and Uber in Nigeria, for example. Yep. 
boat is kicking Uber's yeah. <laughs> butts yeah. in yeah. Nigeria yeah. because they know the market, yes. they know people's challenges, they know. Um, last night we had Nene, yeah. he talked about that too. Yeah. Like, you know, that's why he wanted to go home and spend some time. Yep. You want you need to know the culture yeah. because, uh, yeah, the challenges people have there are different. uh, completely different. Yeah. So Uber here is not the same as Uber in Nigeria. You have to look at, a lot of people don't even have, you know, they're not bankable. Yep. You have to uh, exactly. look at cash payments. Yep. Uh, you have to start looking at things like um, mobile payments, mobile well. payments, yeah. Uh, some yeah, just so many things that you can't even imagine right now. Yep. And I'm I'm from Nigeria and I can't even yep. remember you, some you, of the challenges you, you be there because I'm not there. Kind of doing it, yeah. So that's something you can do. You could be like the localization expert for any company. Yep. So instead of working for Uber and going to do that, yep. you could literally just be the guy or girl yep. from here or any in between. Yep. You can be you can move there yep. for like six months a year. Yep localize a company yeah airbnb hoover help whatever expand do that help them expand for six months build the base come back here yeah you know like a lot of people have the dream of living six months here six yeah. months yeah yeah, yeah. we're uh, in a warmer climate yeah. that's something you can do yeah go work six months down there yeah. in the warm month yeah and then come back here yeah and i think that's a good very idea. good opportunity that yeah. you can you can do yeah for sure uh i actually went down the road of of um a similar road like this very recently mm. um, a couple of years ago um, I'm, I'm still primarily like really interested in this idea but I'm happy to share it because I think it's a problem that needs to be solved yeah. um, and I don't really care much who solves it I, I just hope that it gets worked on very quickly which is um, energy so I don't know about Nigeria but back home in Tanzania Energy is a big challenge for us. Like to this oh, yeah. day, we're still doing like energy rations every now and then. Yep, Nigeria. We are primarily hydro, and that's very um, reliant on the environment. Yeah. And if one year you're not getting as many rains, that means you're getting more rations. That year. <laughs> that's just what it is Damn. for energy. So the opportunity that I saw was solar. So we have a lot of expertise here mm. that is solar related, but what we don't have is year-round exposure to the sun. Right. In Nigeria and Tanzania, African countries, tropical countries, like not just in Africa, like around that bend, like that's uh, around the equator, there's a lot of potential for this, but there isn't the expertise. Right. So you can be the bridge between the two. It's like the projects all exist in these other countries that we've mentioned, mm -hmm. but the expertise exists somewhere else. You can be that localization expert to yeah. find projects and then bring them back and create around that project. Maybe you facilitate um, the people who would be installing and making sure that they're trained, um, facilitating uh, the import-export process of mm. all of this. And you, yeah, you could play that role, essentially. The, it's, um, I totally agree. Uh, similarly, that's what like Akon did uh, yeah. with his Light, yeah, yeah. Light Up Africa uh, initiative. Yep. But just the, even more broadly, the whole idea arbitrage yeah. thing is huge. Well, you mentioned something that resonated saying um, when you said the expertise, you have the expertise here, but yeah. you can't necessarily do it here. Yeah. But then down there you can. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, you can just take ideas that work here, yeah. but don't just take the ideas that work here and then take it to your own. Yeah. It might not always work, different culture, yeah, different sure. everything. Yeah. But use that as an inspiration. I'll give you a great uh, one that I noticed. A lot of in, when I worked at Tim Hortons, yeah. uh, IceCap was very popular. Yeah. People loved IceCap. There's a lot of Nigerians that leave, or Nigerians that leave 
wherever they lived, yeah. Canada, UK, whatever, and they liked these things. Yeah. And then they go back home. They, there's nowhere there. to get those things. Yeah. So the normal common sense thing would be like, oh, just open a coffee shop. Yeah. But no, that won't work in Nigeria because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's too hot. Yeah. <laughs> However, yeah. there's so much sun. Yeah. You can take ice cap. Yeah. And okay, even if you don't want to do it in a liquid form, yeah. people buy this ice creams like super ice frozen yeah, thing. That's, that's been very huge popular. for so long. Yeah. You can do a caffeinated version of that. Yeah. That's Those a, don't exist. Yeah. That's those are that's ice a great creams idea. today. Yeah. That's yeah, a great you can idea. have the caffeinated version of those. Yeah, that's and a really good idea. The last time I was there, I was like, oh, I wanted to do this. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> just there are other things I want to do first. Yeah, that's, man, that's a really good one. Um, if anybody out there is listening and is inspired by that one, that's, uh, uh, that's a wide open opportunity right there. Yeah, and there's so many, there's so many like that. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you another one that yeah. I noticed. It's a When I went uh, Airbnb, yeah. you know, in this part of the world, you, you know how Airbnb works. Yeah. But in Nigeria, I was lucky when I went there, I stayed at my cousin's place, yep. you know, he, the place was furnished, everything, yep. I had my own chauffeur, yep. I had security, yeah, I had my own entourage, it yeah. was amazing, yeah. I was living like a king, my yeah. last name is king, so I guess, I'm always living like a king. <laughs> jokes always apart. living the, the, the king lifestyle. <laughs> jokes apart though, jokes apart though, yeah. I, it, it was a luxury living, yep. and I was thinking about that, I was like, huh, if I didn't have my cousin doing this, yeah. How would my Nigerian experience be? Yeah. I'll go stay at a hotel, yep. lonely. I'll go stay at a Airbnb. Yeah. Power issue that you mentioned earlier yeah. on, there's no power, yeah. barely no security, yeah. and you're a foreigner, you know, you have to be very careful. Yeah. So I was like, wait, why can't someone just package this? Yeah. So a, not just Airbnb, yeah. you know what I mean? Like an ex experience. Full experience. Like yeah. you have your own, you go there, yeah. entourage in the box. Yeah. You have people go that take you to the places it's almost like culture it, trip you, except more yeah. premium yeah, version of the culture version. trip yeah 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 that's another open opportunity for people and all you need to know is like those connections like you you know you had your cousin so yeah. you need like a, a a version of that and you can work together with people back home to create like um those types of accommodations oh yeah you know so that people can go and experience this and maybe they want to experience it as a group maybe they want to experience it by themselves but yeah. you can set it up in ways that facilitates this and makes it a bit safer for people to try and the exchange actually makes this very uh, scalable in the sense of um you every one of those things you can mark them up by like 100 bucks yeah like security yeah mark it up you mark it up and for someone here yeah. paying 400 dollars for the experience of a lifetime yeah is like no-brainer yeah but down there yeah. all the people that you're paying yeah. with the you know what I mean with yeah. the extra that you're making yeah. it's a life-changing money a you can pay someone for one of those engagements yeah what they normally would make in like eight months yeah so yeah. like uh, so it's a win-win for everyone win for, for sure. you you make your profit maybe you won't you know it's not thousands of dollars yeah but imagine if you could it's a business that could make you five grand yeah just yeah on all you're doing here. You don't have to system. even be there. Yeah. All you're you have to do is do the SEO. Yeah. Just, just content do, and yeah, do the marketing part. Yeah, do the marketing the part. Yeah. So which leads to another part as well. Yeah. And, <laughs> SEO. Yeah. Uh, you're an expert on where you're from. Yeah. The people where you're from, they might not be great at marketing or yep. whatever specialization you have. Yep. The people there that have the specialization, yep. they don't know they anything about those places. There. They don't even have the interest. They don't even know the opportunities. Yeah. You can create content uh, yeah. as well, so, yeah, and everything true. that comes with content, affiliates, links, yeah. pre-owned products, yep. services, whatever. 100%.
these are these are all great and very actionable ideas um one thing that you you mentioned earlier or something that i've noticed through what we've been talking about so far is we talking a lot about like things coming from here yeah like for example i mentioned the solar and things like that yeah. and then going there but there's the opposite route as well oh yeah, yeah so, you would love the next one <laughs> so there's the idea of like um you know you know when tourists go to a particular place for yeah. example and they want some memorabilia from there yep. or something like that um one major thing from Tanzania that people love to take back is is what's called a kanga for those of you who don't know what that is it's kind of like a shawl I it's don't like know what like, it is so we have to explain that yeah, properly do, do, to me as well do, do you know what a sari is like I've, I've heard of it it's like some people use it as like a way to wrap around yourself right. um so some people use it as like almost like a, a lightweight beach towel things like that we sell a lot of that whenever somebody comes to Tanzania and they tour around a little bit it's a very easy thing for you to bring back with you do you know why um i think people like fabrics from different cultures okay. so i think that's like the main reason people want like even when i go traveling that's one of the e- easy things for me to carry especially when i'm going to be lightweight mm. it reminds me of that and it's very useful so it reminds me of the experience and it's something that i use all the time like i i have a kanga myself that i use like when the beach time comes around I'll use that every time and every time I, I lay it out somebody asks me oh, where did that come from where did that come from and it's foreign to people here but it's a very normal like almost everybody back home has something like right. this right so I was thinking what if you brought like an item like a kanga or like um like locally made jewelry or something like that and you made an online store for it but you're selling it here mm. and you found a way to market it to people and show that interest to people um especially through things like social media and things like that like, like TikTok for me just like came right to mind yeah. like you could get a lot of eyeballs on something right. really quickly and then validate whether or not something would someone would have interest to that and then you can import that here um and and sell it for a market price now they're getting a lot of benefit back home because the manif- the people who are actually creating it yeah. they can sell it for more than they're able to sell it for back home yeah arbitrage and you're now here making your little percentage of it and people don't have to travel all the way there in order to experience some of those cultural gifts that you might have right yeah so i i think that's a it's a pretty big opportunity as well like import export of of um cultural artifacts that's a great one um i love that um yeah and there's their platforms even if you don't know SEO you can sell on Etsy yeah that's a ready made place where Damn. you can start making money from day one especially Etsy where people are already thinking like everything in this uh marketplace is yeah. creative exactly yeah and so, personal yeah and it's easy you know your next trip home or wherever just buy a handful of stuff and just post it and see how it goes and yeah. you might catch the bug and use some of the the tips that we were mentioning earlier yeah. like things like pre-orders and things like that to validate these concerns. So, oh my god. Yeah. I just had a uh, realization. Yeah. The last time I went to Nigeria, yeah. Um I spent 10,000 naira on groceries. Yeah. It's like things that I can bring back to Canada. Yeah. And, and 10,000 naira, I don't even remember how much it is. Maybe $20. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Then I came back to Canada and I was traveling. I was, that was when I was moving to Vancouver. Yeah, okay. So I had to get rid of everything. Yeah. So I ended up selling some of those things. Dude, I sold those things. Not everything, like literally like maybe a quarter. Yeah. For $120. Yes. <laughs> Marco. Yep. Yeah, that's all. So probably. obviously that was I didn't try to make money. Yeah. In really. That wasn't the point. It wasn't the point, yeah. but just to show you the idea of, you know, this arbitrage uh thing. Yeah. 
something else that I have been thinking of for a long time is also business of food, snack. Yeah. You know, like uh, CPG or what do you call it? Uh, DTC yep. businesses are doing well right now. Yep. Uh, I almost worked for a bone broth company one time. That's where the idea came from. Yep. Uh, from the whole interview process, I got to understand their business very well. Yep. And the entire time, I was, instead of thinking, oh, I want to work for this company, <laughs> all I was thinking was, I could create something like this. <laughs> but not yeah. with bone broth. Yeah. But like, there's all these Nigerian snacks yeah. that to me, as someone who grew up there, like I loved so much. Yep. And there's so much Nigerians who are no longer in Nigeria. They they crave those things. There's yep. nostalgia. So there's already ready-made markets. Yep. Back to the problem. Yep. I know the problem, and yep. I know that so many people have this problem. Yep. And I validated that when yep. I went to Nigeria and bought this twenty dollars thing and sold for yep. one twenty dollars. Yep. Let's just call it five hundred dollars because you know because it was a quarter pretty yep. much. Yep. So you can actually start a brand that creates. Like, you know what I mean? From scratch, you're not yeah. bringing, you're not importing someone's stuff. Yeah, you're you just are recreating crea You're creating yeah. them from here. Yeah. From, you know, with what you have around you. Yeah. Um, there's a company here doing that. Nene mentioned that one time. Uh, yeah. Because that's one of our potential guests. Yeah. Um, like Vansuya, they, yeah. they have the food business, which yeah. is another great side also business. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's, food business is not. Side also. Yeah, that's a full that's time. That's a full time. Full time hustle. Yeah, but yeah, if you need business ideas, the you can have a ghost kitchen where you don't need to have your own yep. kitchen. You know, you have a location where you just pay and you have everything. Yep. Um, ready for you. You just cook yep. with your own unique flavors, and you can post on Uber yep. uh, or DoorDash or Skip the Dishes, whatever, whatever you be. use. But yeah, um, they add. They have this drink. You know, it is. Berry, yep. I think, yep. and it's the same idea. It's yep. something in Nigeria they call Zobo. Yep. They just made, you know, the version here. Yeah. And the ingredients are not necessarily unique to Nigeria. Yeah. I think you can get the, in the ingredients are shipped from Egypt. I have the leaves there. Yeah. 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 As well. So that's something you can create as well. Just yeah. take something from your home. Yeah. And turn it out. Red Bull. Yeah. That's came, the same. I was, Red Bull came from that. That's so funny. From like Thailand, I, I think. I actually somewhere. saw an update on them yeah. earlier today. Was it the, Thailand the, or some country? Yeah. Like, so the, it was two partners. I think they, they shared 49, 49% of, yeah. and there was like two left over for um, the the creator's son. So oh, wow. the partnership was this Austrian guy and a, and a Thai guy. The yeah. Thai guy came up with the recipe for Red Bull. And the Austrian guy was like a marketing genius. He, he like he came up with the Red Bull gives you wings. Yeah. He came up with sponsoring a lot of like the action sports that you see. So he made Red Bull like a, a worldwide phenomenon. But the the recipe itself came from Thailand, and it, it's it. This is the arbitrage discussion that we're talking about. Yep. It's like you take something that's localized, but then you find a way to make it like to get that mass appeal. And yeah, the sky's the limit. Like Red Bull is one of the biggest drink companies. They have like. A, I think over 25% share of mm -hmm. like the energy drinks market, the entire energy drinks wow. market. They own an entire quarter of it. That's unbelievable achievement. But yeah, it goes to show you what's like, the sky's the limit once you get started with something like this. It's interesting. We didn't plan it this way, but the more we talk about this, the more I realize that the biggest takeaway from this is the keyword arbitrage. Yeah. As an immigrant, as a foreign gem, yeah. your weakness is also your strength. Yeah. You are always an outsider. Yeah. But that is your that's, opportunity. That's the perspective. You unique see, perspective yeah, you bring. that perspective. You see yeah. things others would not be able to see. Yep. And that's what you need to lean into. Yeah. So yeah, if there's anything you want to take away from this episode, is lean into 
what makes you unique. Your uniqueness, I love it. And I think we should actually end the pod right there because that, that's, that's the key, that's the thing you underline yeah. for this entire podcast. Um, and as, as per the usual, if you've heard of other arbitrage ideas or any ideas that you know are scalable, some ideas maybe you don't have time to pursue and you want to see happen, please share them um, in whatever platform that you're listening to this to as, as part of the review or something like that. We'll, op- we'll read every single one of them and yep. we will reply to every single one of them. Spotify has a feature, actually. I've been putting that in the episodes. Yeah. Uh, they have Q&A. Amazing. And they have polls. Yeah. And you have the option to also send in like a recording. Yeah. So we'll give you the option to do all of those things. Yeah. If you send us, a, if you answer our Q and A, yeah. we will shout you out. Yeah, we'll play it in we'll the pod. If you, you want to send a, vi- uh, yeah, if you voice, send a recording, voice recording, we will we'll, play it. We'll play it. Um, so yeah, please engage with us, interact. Uh, we want to make this interactive and yeah. fun. Um, yeah. we, we're doing this for fun, so yeah. we want you to have fun with us as well. Yeah, well said, Ola. I had so much fun doing both of these two parts. This is like um, a, a, a passion of mine is people like self-actualizing and, and using their unique skills in order to yeah. make a difference in the world and i think i think we nailed it with both episodes so yeah appreciate the conversation and thank you to, uh, for listening to foreign gems and we'll see you in the next episode yeah catch you next time